0: get you a cup of coffee it's time to wake your ass up with ray g you honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell let's get it good morning 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 good people it is friday october the 21st 2022 y'all decided to wake y'all asses up with ray g and for that i appreciate y'all being here baby you know shout out to the sponsors the partners prize picks use the promo code wake up for a hundred dollar deposit match for first-time users nba props college football props mlb props nba props we got everything dropping on the channel and make sure you get you a cup of coffee baby wake up in the morning get you a cup of michelle adoro coffee use the promo code wake up 10 percent off link in the description baby but man the coffee's great but i don't even know how you need coffee to get up in the morning After everything that happened last night, we had a good Thursday night football game. There might be some news in the NFL world. It's Friday. We got football tomorrow. Sunday It's great, baby. Sports is going down. NBA is back. Jay Rich, talk to me, baby. I got the Migos playing right now. I'm feeling good this morning, baby. Feeling good. Right? I mean, it's
1: crazy because even that news dropped so late last night, it was in the midst of a good, for once, Thursday night football game. It's a lot, man. We got a lot to talk about. The Panthers are tanking harder than the Spurs are right now for Victor Wembanyama. So we're mm. gonna
0: see what happens. But yeah, yeah big yeah, trade. Let's yeah, get into trade. it we'll right now. No, we'll get into it in a minute, man. Come on, man. You're ruining the flow. Before we get to the news and to the trade, I do want to talk about the Thursday night football game. I want to talk about the Thursday night football game. We got a lot of time to talk to trade to talk what that means. We finally had a good Thursday night game, and I don't want to diminish that. So I want to talk about the New Orleans Saints versus the Arizona Cardinals in that Thursday night matchup game. The Arizona Cardinals, two pick sixes in that one. Had Andy Dalton looking real regular. 42 to 34 in that matchup. Kyler Murray, 200 yards, one touchdown. Didn't do much on the ground, 30 rushing yards. You know, Benjamin finally got on track. We've been asking, waiting. For somebody in that Arizona backfield to get it done, and Eno Benjamin came through for us, 12 carries, 92 yards, and a hard-earned touchdown on that one. Eno looked damn good in that game. But the big story was the return of DeAndre Hopkins. And Jay, I mean, you said it. They take the PEDs to get better, and then he comes back, and he absolutely dominated the targets. 14 targets, 10 receptions, 103 yards. Kyler looked nowhere else outside of DeAndre Hopkins. It hurt Rondell Moore. It hurt Zach Ertz. Nobody else caught passes. I think that, like, Ertz had two, Benjamin had four. No other receiver had more than one reception. Understand that. No other wide receiver had more than one reception in the game last night. Now, some of that may have been due to game script, but a lot of that is just uh, DeAndre Hopkins is back and they're just going to throw it to him every damn time. On the other side of the ball, the usage of Alvin Kamara is still frustrating. I don't know why. Mark Ingram is constantly in the backfield. Four carries, six yards for Ingram. Kamara, 11 for 49. He probably wants to get traded as well. He did have seven receptions, so there you go. They were in comeback mode. Seven receptions for Alvin Kamara. Got you 56 yards. No touchdowns still on the season for AK-41. Chris Olave led the team. He had 14 targets as well. Seven for 106. No touchdown for Chris Olave. So, Jay, your theory about Arizona shutting down number ones, that didn't happen. And Andy Dalton, four touchdowns in comeback garbage mode, two to Juwan Johnson. Three interceptions, two were horrible throws. One was not his fault. Taysom Hill also scored a receiving touchdown, as you never know what Taysom Hill is going to do. But we had a good matchup, man. We had a good Thursday night game, so people can't bitch and complain about that. It was good. We saw points. We saw scores. Jay, what's your biggest takeaway from the Thursday night matchup?
1: I think the biggest takeaway, like you said, is uh, P.E.D. Hopkins is actually pretty good, right? He wasn't actually he wasn't his best last year, and I think you know coming into this season, we thought, what is he going to be like? And clearly, he was the guy dominating the targets. Really unfortunate for Rondell Moore. I'm not really sure why that was the case. The Saints were down their top two corners, and then and I believe Bradley Roby also left that game. Mm -hmm. So another corner going down for them. And you're like, can Rondell Moore get any targets outside of an end zone fade?
0: Nobody got targets. It was all (laughs) DeAndre. It's not Rondell. It was Ertz. It was Rondell. It was Wandell. It was Jackie Robinson. It didn't matter. The ball was going to DeAndre Hopkins every single time. So we'll see how that offense evolves moving forward. Because if I'm opposing defenses, I'm going to say, I'm not going to let you just do that. I'm not going to let you target Hopkins 14 times and no other wide receiver caught more than one pass last night. And one of the best tight ends in football, Zach Ertz only had two. So it's just yeah, that's just where he but was. But I think going.
1: that was that was the matchup, right? And we and we did kind of look into that before the game as well. Is that Ertz being concerning because the Saints are surprisingly good against the tight end, very bad against the wide receiver. So to see no success from Rondell Moore or from really anybody outside of DeAndre Hopkins was a bit surprising. You'd hope that they could scheme somebody into that offense but clearly that wasn't the case but Ray what are the chances that Andy Dalton ends up our baller of the week even though he threw three picks because he did throw four touchdowns 361 I mean there's a chance, <laughs> chance right there's, there's a, a chance, chance he's still a ball of the week with those four TDs I'm just saying it
0: is Thursday with, with but you Josh never know could be the by, ball of the week with Kirk Cousins yep. on by with Jalen Hurts on by yep. there's a chance man there's a chance we're it's like Mahomes, QB ball- it's, yeah. We we'll got Mahomes see, but he's Mahomes has got to save us. Mahomes has got to save us <laughs> to get that baller of the week. But yeah, any other takeaways from that Cardinals game? I'm trying to think. There were a couple of injuries, but I, mean, I don't think they were there wasn't,
1: fantasy. So to touch on Kamara Cam- a little yeah. bit. I think the problem is that he wasn't used much in the receiving game. Um, and I'm not talking about the totality of the game, because obviously the garbage time he got it a ton, but it was just yeah. dump off, dump off, dump off. But before that, he wasn't used a lot. And I think, you know, this is just who he is now. He's going to be a primary rusher most of the time, and then he'll get some receiving work. But it doesn't seem like they're trying to actively involve him as much as in the past in the receiving game, right? Cause he must've caught what, at least five of those receptions in garbage time, probably at yeah, least. They were,
0: they, yeah. Yeah. He had, so, four, he had four before that. So he caught the So we're talking about were neutral game
1: time. script. He's not getting a ton of targets, which is concerning, but the bigger concern is that he's not getting in the end zone, right? Like, I, it, for whatever reason, he's not getting to the end zone. They had to throw; they were behind and stuff. And this is the traditional game script for running backs. Thankfully, Kamara is a pass catching running back and was able to kind of make the most of it. But this is what happens when running backs teams get down. They throw the ball and they don't get the ball a lot on the ground, and that's kind of where you find issues with this guy. So I'm not entirely surprised, but I think, you know, Benjamin is, is the biggest takeaway in a lot of ways. Like he had a bad week last week, yeah. came up this week and played very, very he well, played like good, man. no matter how you slice, no not how you slice it. He played very well. He played very well. And you know, Darrell Williams coming back, James Connor might not matter. He may still be in, in the fold Darryl to Williams. some degree. Right, he's still maybe in the full to some degree because Connor hasn't looked good either. And so, if Eno's the one who's running the best, making the big runs, making the plays, he probably should be playing out there more than he was in the past.
0: Eno looked good. He was running hard. He was decisive. He looked damn good, man. I think even when James Connor comes back, get out of here with Daryl Williams. I don't want to hear that with Daryl Williams. Even when when James Connor comes back, I think Eno should still be involved in this offense. It, you know, it's twelve carries. He had a big run, and he looked good. He looked good. I think that was the big takeaway. Him. DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray, I mean, they didn't really have to do much. They just they got those two touchdowns right before the half, and
1: and they were out the gate, yeah. right? And then they got the
0: ball back and they scored again, I know, right? And then they scored. They just marched on oh. the field. Is Winston going to take over? That's that's the big takeaway. Does Winston take over? Are they going to keep rolling out Andy? Do- Listen, he had three picks and his QBR was still damn near sixty, and a lot of it was garbage yeah. time. I, I mean, but here's the thing, and they they said it on the 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 broadcast, the halftime show. You play Andy Dalton because he's gonna be safe and not turn the ball over. Yeah. Richard Sherman's like, if you're gonna throw picks, you might as well put Winston in there because he gives you a little more juice. So that's where we're yeah. at with that game, man. I think it was a I think it was a good game. Can't complain about it. It was an enjoyable Thursday night matchup. We had a bunch of points. It went over. If you bet the under, you got wrecked real early in that one, Jay. But let's go ahead and get to uh, the big news that happened. Uh, You got it, baby. Here we go.
1: The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man, Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts presented by Michelle Adoro. All right, Ray, the biggest news probably in the fantasy football world, the NFL world, Christian McCaffrey was officially traded yesterday to the San Francisco 49ers for four draft picks, a second, third, and fourth in 2023, and a fifth rounder in 2024. What does this mean now for the San Francisco 49ers? They are officially all in. They got Mm. Trent Williams coming back to practice today. They got Nick Bosa coming back to practice. Mm. It's funny how the moment your team trades for Christian McCaffrey, it's like, Damn, this this injury, it ain't so bad. I can go (laughs) to practice, right? I can go to practice, right? Maybe I won't play in the game, but I can come back Back to to practice. practice. The thing that the thing that I think makes me the most mad about this trade, Ray, and it's completely unrelated to most things, is that he plays the Chiefs this week, now that he's on the 49ers. And literally the best matchup versus patch guessing running backs. And he may not play in this game because he just got traded. But I need to know, Ray, you need to talk me through this. What is the fallout? Can Carolina get the number one overall pick now? Will DJ Moore get traded? They're talking about Shaq Thompson getting traded. What is happening in Carolina? Give me the Brian Windhorst. What is going on in Carolina?
0: Uh, And
1: what does this mean for Christian McCaffrey?
0: I mean, they're going for it. Uh, They're going for it with Jimmy Garoppolo. Kyle Shanahan has faith in Jimmy G, and he's going for it. I mean, I don't know what else you want. I don't know what else we could say, man. He's going for it, Jay. They're going for it with CMC. Um, This was a deal that... I didn't see coming. Uh, I didn't think a lot of people think no. that they would trade Christian McCaffrey. You know, the first thought is, okay, now Eli, uh, DJ Moore, right? But yeah. uh, apparently they said no. He's a, he's a core, core player. Stone. Yeah, he's a core <laughs> player. So it shows you what they think about running backs and why give Christian McCaffrey that big contract. This should be awesome for fantasy. Like this offense with this type of running back – should unlock some things that it's the all-yak team. All Jimmy G yep. has to do is get the ball out of his hands. Get it to Debo. Get it to IU. Get it to McCaffrey. Get it to Kittle. Doesn't even have to push the ball downfield. Let, let the all-yak team do their best. And it should yield a lot of points for San Francisco. Now they did give up, man, a two, a three, a four, and a five next year, which pretty much it does a couple of things. One They won't be able to draft a running back in round three this year, so we could go ahead and dead that. So, well, no, hold on a second. Though very quickly
1: they're getting six conditional thirds back because of all the coaches they lost this season from Robert Sala wow. and Mike McDaniel. Okay. And I think one other coach that they're going to get. So they're apparently, I don't know if they're all this year, but they're going to get six conditional thirds coming back because of the head coaches that were hired off their staff, which is very interesting because, you know, they're talking about how they wanted a first for Christian McCaffrey. Okay. Whatever. Like first round pick for a running back. Okay. But they basically got it, but it is important to point out, point that out because they will be getting a lot of picks back for 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 those head coaches that were hired off. Yeah, I
0: don't I don't agree with there's some people Rubio said CMC doesn't change in fantasy. I wholeheartedly disagree. 100% changes. You put him on a better team where he can't be the single and sole focus for NFL defenses. It's only going to give him more opportunity. Can you stop doing that to the front of the screen? Right. Why do you do that? Why do you put the cup in front of the mic? Because that, seems, that seems like a dangerous because proposition. Because to I'm do that. I'm because the thing cup is left handed, so I got to show it the logo. Se- it, it just looks like you're about to create a mess, man. We don't need you messing up the equipment. Then we got to pay for more. Be careful, man. Damn, Jay. But this absolutely changes for fantasy, man. Uh, you, you're on a better team. He's on a team that has weapons outside of him. He's on a team where he doesn't have to be the focal point of NFL defenses. How does this not change for fantasy? Jay, how does it not change going from a bad, uh, from the one of the worst situations in the NFL where the only player that people have to worry about because they're not going to throw? Here's the thing. It's not it's not an indictment on DJ Moore, but they know they're not going to throw the ball. All they're going to do is try to get CMC the ball. If I'm an NFL defense, it's stop. 22. Stop. 22. Now he's on a team where. All right. You want to stop. 22. You got to deal with 19. You want to, you want to cut key on 22. You got to stop 85. You got to stop 11. How does that, how does this not help Christian McCaffrey in fantasy? So Ray, I'm not going to push back on you too hard, but I think the the reality is if you think it, well, the reality is, is that
1: I think it only increases his touchdown ceiling. He's been phenomenal, right? From a fantasy standpoint, even though he's not scoring touchdowns as often, he's still catching a lot of passes. He's actually been pretty good as a rusher, I don't expect him to be much better because, to your point, there is still players that deserve the ball around him as well, right? So, yeah, he's going to be in a better situation, but there are players who will get the ball ahead of him and in different situations and will have packages, and he will need to be integrated into the offense a little bit. Now, thankfully, he is a running back, and I don't know how difficult Shanahan's zone scheme is to learn. I'm sure he'll pick it up fairly quickly. Running backs, I think, acclimate better, right, than a receiver would. But, again, I think, to your point, the touchdown ceiling is what we're looking for, right? He actually has opportunities to score now, where before – you know, those are few and far between. But from a yard standpoint and passes ca- caught out of the backfield, I think it'll be more the same and, and maybe even a little bit less out of the backfield than we're hoping for because there are a lot of talented players around him. But we'll see. I think he's got a similar ceiling, obviously much more t- um, upside in terms of touchdowns for sure.
0: I'm just reading the chat. It's wild. It's it's just, you got one person, oh, he won't get as many touchdowns. Oh, this is this is going to be great. Oh, they, like everybody's just, it's just spaghetti. It's just spaghetti noodles. All, all what we do know Outside of how he's going to be used, which everybody, including us, it's just pure fucking guessing. None of us know how he's going to be used. One of the things that is unequivocally changed is he's in a better situation with more weapons around him, right? Yeah. However you want to take that. Oh, he might not get as much volume. Well, maybe it's more efficient volume. Oh, he might not get as many touchdown opportunities. All I know is the situation in San Francisco is infinitely better than it was in Carolina. And NFL defenses cannot focus on one guy on that offense and try to neutralize him Because if you do that, you're going to get burned on the outside by the receivers or you're going to get burned by George Kittle. Right now, all of this is dependent on Jimmy Garoppolo, which, in my (laughs) opinion, is the bigger issue because he is definitely not very good. So if I'm Kyle Shanahan in that offense, it's get the ball out of your hands quickly. Three seconds or less. Ball is gone. Get it out. Quick, quick options. You you talked about it. You touched on it. Trent Williams is back. He's barely played football this year. He's the best left tackle in football when healthy. You get Trent Williams back. That's a big boost to that offensive front. CMC, I'm not expecting much this week. I knew they flew him out there. He'll be in San Francisco today, Um, or he'll be with the team Ooh. today. Yeah, he'll be with the team today. I, I saw some people saying expecting like 5 to 20 snaps, something like that. We'll see. We'll see. Um,
1: encouraging, right? Like, I think that is encouraging. Cause again, it, Shanahan can throw him in the game and be like, Hey, yeah, run left, run right. You know, run a certain route. Like he can be involved. And I think that's a little bit easier for, for him as a running back than as a pass catcher, if he's going to a new team.
0: Yeah. What does this mean for all the other 30,000 running backs on that team? Elijah Mitchell, Jeff Wilson, they're all dead. Tyrion Davis price. <laughs> Remember everyone's favorite preseason running back, Jordan Mason. Oh man, go get you some <laughs> Jordan Mason. He's going to be in the game. Fucker hadn't done anything all year. Um, what's this mean for those guys?
1: Not a lot. So I think we may see some Jeff Wilson or some Elijah Mitchell, whoever is that complimentary back to Christian McCaffrey. I don't think they're going to give him the lion's share of the carries. Maybe they will. and And I could be wrong about that, but I think we've seen enough from Jeff Wilson to know that he's pretty good in that scheme. He knows it very well, especially as a primary rusher. He can be great in that offense, and so I don't know if you necessarily need to give that to Christian McCaffrey, especially out the gate, maybe towards the playoffs when he really knows the system, all the different assignments and kind of where the players are going to be. He can work into that and have a heavier workload down the stretch. But early on, especially through the fantasy season, I think I'd expect Jeff Wilson or Elijah Mitchell to be involved a little bit. But long-term value, zero for all those guys, right? It is important to point out that Christian McCaffrey does have zero dead cap after this year, so they could cut him. Probably not going to cut him, right, with all the draft picks they invested in him. But at least there's no commitment to his contract beyond this season. So what his contract ultimately is, we'll see. But he's probably going to be on the roster next season after how much they paid to get him. And obviously, like you mentioned, Elijah Mitchell, what's he mean long term? Nothing. Very little. Jeff Wilson doesn't doesn't have much left there. So it'll be Christian McCaffrey. It'll be Trey Lance. It'll be Debo Samuel. It'll be George Kittle. It'll be Brandon Iyuk. And we'll see next season what that looks like. I'm but excited. It- I'm,
0: I'm, I'm excited for that, Jay. And ultimately, I think Toronto Dave said it first. You, we're thinking all this, oh, he's not going to get as much touches. I don't want him getting 400 fucking touches. I don't want him yeah. doing that. That's how you break him down. You You have other players. You don't need that in order to be a top producer in fantasy, i.e. Austin Eckler. I don't want Christian McCaffrey getting slammed up the A gap 18 yeah. times a game. Who wants that? Nobody wants that. Get him those efficient touches, use him in space, utilize some of those creative running, those running designs that Kyle Shanahan has, and deploy him as that weapon, man. I don't want him getting 25 touches a game, man. Let him be efficient. At the end of the day, don't overthink it. It's Christian McCaffrey in a better situation with a far better play caller and offensive mind than the— Like, if anything, people should be like, man, y'all saw what he was doing in Carolina where the play was literally Texas route, flare out, screen, or slam up the A-gap. And we were excited about CMC in that. Now he goes to a situation where the offensive creativity is— through the roof, and you're trying to galaxy brain reasons why this is not a good fit. What are we doing? What are we like? Yeah. I, like, from the simplest form of football, bro, stop overthinking it. Jay, you know, you feel me? I, what, like, what are well, we I doing? Would, I would love to see him go in there and learn Debo's role
1: and they come out. Debo's in the slot. Christian McCaffrey's in the backfield and they just switch. Like, and then I they just, switch back and then they switch again. Like have you have no idea what's going to happen.
0: Like stop. Yeah. On it. Oh, it, might it might not be, might not get 7,000 touches. I don't care. Better situation. Yeah. Great player. Good weapons. This is good for Christian McCaffrey. It's terrible for the other, or the other running backs. I think the more important question is what number he's wearing. And initially I was like, he's oh. back in Cali. He's back in Cali yeah. where he played. I want to see him in the number five. Put that white boy in number five and let him ball out. Oh, who wears? Do we know who wears number five? Trey Lance, man. That? Fucking Trey Lance. Ah. <laughs> so that ain't happening. 22. Does he just snap? Does he just take Jeff Wilson's number? Do they just give him 22? No, he wouldn't do that. Could could he wear 25? Oh, no, I think Elijah Mitchell has 25. Elijah Mitchell's got 25. I thought that too. I thought that too. Man, what I, number, I have no idea. What? Call your shot now. What number is he going to wear?
1: I, I'm trying to think of what's even available. I think he's going to go single digits. I think he's single right. digit too. I think he's single digit. I think, he's go, Ro I Ro think said two. two.
0: That would I two. Uh, Ro got, I I'm going to say
1: seven. I'm going to say seven. I don't know if someone wears seven or not, but I'm going to say seven. I don't
0: know who wears seven. Number one. Number, number six, six is available. available. Okay. I think it's two.
1: I think, I think it'll be in the single true. digits. I think we're right if on I, track. If, if, if I'm Jeff Wilson, would be more the this.
0: double zero or something like that. Dude, get out of here. If I'm if I, <laughs> Eric said he's gonna take eighty seven, his dad's number, old Ed McCaffrey out there. Here's my thing. If I'm Jeff Wilson knowing good and well you're not gonna get any more uh, contract anywhere else outside of a year And CMCs like bro, I'll give you two hundred and fifty thousand for twenty two, I'm yeah. gonna take it, bro. Give me that, give me yeah. that quarter of a milli. You know what it's I'm yours saying? now. I don't uh, think you can switch in-season, right? That's part of the problem. Oh, uh, they can't switch in-season? I don't think Damn. so, no. Seven is take. I think it's two. I think it's two. That's a cold yeah. running back number. If you wore number two in high school, you were like that dude at running back. Quick fallout for the Carolina side. Do you want any— Like Who are they it? drafting? Well, ten- forget, forget the, 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 the team. The you don't want anybody. A, who no, do you no, no. want? Noble. no. Here's the thing. Carolina is going to be one of the most desirable jobs because they're going to clean house— they're going to have the yeah. pick of the top quarterback. They're going to have multiple second-round picks, multiple third-round picks. You do have some young pieces on defense with JC Horn. They got a couple. You know, yeah. they, they've got some young pieces. They drafted an offensive lineman last year, Icky. So if I'm if I'm a potential coach, I'm looking at that like, man, rule is out of the way. I've got multiple draft picks. You know, I I don't I, I don't have to. I think this is a good a good long-term fix-it looking situation. They're in Carolina, yeah. and in NFC South, Jay, who's good in that division? Once what, I mean, Tom said he's going to no, play for forever. No,
1: nah, man, ain't nobody good in that division. Tom Let's be honest. Tom said he's going to play it's forever, Bucks, but, but it's it the Bucs, it's as the as
0: Falcons, as well. it's the Saints.
1: Yeah. I what's mean, funny, though, is like this is how this is how it looked when Matt Rule got hired, right? He got that oh, five-year deal. Oh, yeah. They got a bunch of picks. They're well, going to rebuild. Go hire <laughs> <Matt> Rule, <laughs> then.
0: Don't hire a Matt Rule, man. Don't hire Matt Rule. Go get Peyton or somebody. But uh, what's this mean quickly for Carolina's running backs? People are blowing fab on Foreman, going to get Chuba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear. Oh, what are we doing? I yeah, picked him a Blackshear we gotta give, last
1: We got to give, give Scott Connor credit. He was the one who said it. Blackshear is going to be the one catching pass out of the backfield. If that's true, go and pick him up because he'll be the guy that everyone forgets about. Yeah, up for so up I think luxury. we could see some more Foreman, right? Because we expected it to be Chuba and it wasn't Chuba, Chuba's really. bad.
0: He's bad. <laughs> don't do that to Chuba, man. We I like Chuba. Chuba coming out of Oak State, but he's not good, man. Um, yeah, yeah da- Carolina is tanking. I don't know who's tanking harder. The Panthers to get... Who do they want, Stroud or Young?
1: I think that, to your point, depends on the coach. Depends, Depends on the, on the coach. coach.
0: Okay. Maybe they can hire Ryan Day. No more college coaches. Um <laughs> also in the news world, another Moore. Elijah Moore has requested yes. a trade. Jay. Yes. Elijah's unhappy with the Jets. He's unhappy with his role. And he's not going to get traded. So no, probably what? not.
1: Probably not. No. I want you know what I was thinking about this actually this morning. I want a friend that supports me as much as AJ Brown supports <laughs> Elijah Moore. Have you seen on Twitter all the tweets that AJ Brown is ah. like, free Elijah Moore, all this stuff. Don't worry. It's going to be okay. It's it's crazy, man. But yeah. I hope that Elijah Moore, whether it's his headspace, whether it's football, I'm sure he's frustrated. Um, I'm sure everyone on the Jets offense is frustrated, right? Like, they don't get the ball, and they're just running routes out there. Elijah Moore leads the team in routes, doesn't get any targets. Like... I get it, man. It's it's frustrating. Especially when you think about like the psychology of being the guy kind of last season, just for them to take another guy this year. Man, that would suck. Like that would really hurt your confidence because you're you believe in yourself and you want to be the guy and you know you can be that guy, just for them to come and take somebody else, and all of a sudden he's the guy. That's that's gotta be hey, tough, Jay. man. And now I ain't throwing to nobody. What's Jay, up?
0: You want you wanna play a, a little fun game of uh oh boy, who's oh got boy. the better rushing offensive line? Oh, PFF sure, let's grades the San Francisco 49ers run grade grade for rushing 26th in the NFL, Carolina okay. Panthers 17th in the NFL <laughs> run blocking grade. The Carolina Panthers 16th in the NFL, the San Francisco 49ers 24th in the NFL, man. So according this PFF, this elite scheme they talk uh, about. According to PFF, the Panthers are right? is better is is it better. ain't grading according too well. To PFF, I'm just yeah, I'm just a messenger. Don't shoot me.
1: I, I, Everyone I, says PFF grades are trash. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna find, find out now.
0: They say Carolina's got the they <laughs> they also have the Bears, Damn. As the number two overall run blocking grade. And Bears
1: in run offense is good.
0: Yeah, they got Atlanta you can't, at three. They got yeah. the, the San Francisco's down there towards the bottom of the NFL, man. Down there towards yeah. the bottom. So, Kyle Shanahan guru, I'm they just, say. I, I'm just, I'm just the messenger, Jay. I'm just the messenger. Any other news? Any other nice news items that happened besides Anthony Davis getting hurt last night <laughs> in the second fucking game of the NBA season?
1: AD. I'm so glad you brought that up. AD, my man, getting uh, hurt again. Russell AD. Westbrook, stinking it up. Did it, your Lakers end up losing? I didn't stay up for that man, game. Well, I mean, I have a, to. I still,
0: remember that jacket I bought last year, that Mitchell and ass fucking Can you $300 return it? you got Lakers? The it's still in there. It's it's hanging up. The tags are still on. And I couldn't send it back. I couldn't send it back, dog. I got to keep it. And one day I'll be able to wear this Lakers One jacket. day I'll be
1: able to wear it. In like 2028. When Bronny, Bronny is James and whoever else there, All
0: right. Yeah. All right. All right, Jay. We are going to get to some uh, not so obvious starts of the week, and this was a tough. This was a tough exor- exercise because I mean we got four teams on bye. so you're pretty much starting if you if you got Good a teams, living body, yeah. you're pretty much starting whomever, right? You're pretty much starting whomever. So let's just kick it off uh, with you with the quarterback position, Jay. I think you have an awesome start of the week, and I actually hammered this number on Prize Picks and over for this quarterback. But talk yep. about your not-so-obvious quarterback start of the week.
1: It's Matt Ryan versus Get Tennessee. Him, baby. <laughs> and I know everyone's saying Matt Ryan. I don't know, man. But last week, what happened? He threw the ball 58 times. He threw for 378 yards and two touchdowns. Tennessee, since week three, has been allowing 340 yards through the air per game. Matt Ryan should absolutely cook them. I understand Jonathan Taylor is coming back, but... I think when it comes down to it, they need to throw the ball to win games. They've tried to run the ball up and uh, up and down the field and it's not working. They're just not as good as they've been in years past running the ball. And Matt Ryan has been getting better this season. So I think... As much as we don't love Matt Ryan, it started off real bad to start the season. Tennessee is literally the best matchup you could possibly have as a quarterback. On top of that, Tennessee also has the number one rushing defense in the NFL since week three. So they're not allowing anything on the ground, and they're allowing a ton through the air. That means a lot of good things for Matt Ryan and the rest of the pass catchers on the Colts. That's the reason why Matt Ryan is my not-so-obvious start of the week this week.
0: I love it, man, and... Here's the thing, he played good last week. He's getting that garbage time. He's putting up points. He's getting Jonathan yep. Taylor back this week. JT is yep. apparently in the lineup, so that should take some pressure off of him. He's got an ascending wide receiver in Michael Pittman Jr., who came off of a, an awesome week last week. He's got a young guy in Alec Pierce who's playing well. Paris Campbell's giving him some useful reps. So I think this is a good spot for Matt Ryan, and I really like the call, man. When you when you told me this one yesterday, I was like, hell yeah, Jay. And Prospects has him at like 245, 245 pounds. Two forty five 245
1: yards. Um, on the books that dropped yesterday, 252. Yeah. He should go for 300. Like, he yeah. should go for 300 easily. Yeah. Easy. Because, so again, you- J- JT, JT coming off a not a high ankle sprain, I don't expect him to do a ton in this matchup, even if he does play. So... We'll we'll see who's in at running back, but they're going to throw the ball a lot. They, they've already seen the formula, so Jay, it's going to be a lot of. I got some more
0: Michelle Adoro coffee because I spilled it all over my <laughs> keyboard just now. That's why I had to go. It's all. Did you see all, we got we all got all an endorsement the
1: in the comments, baby? Pull that pull that endorsement. Yeah, we got out. A, we got a Michelle Josh Adoro Jones.
0: endorsement. Where's it at? What, what did he say? Do, yeah. What did he say? What do you say? If you're
1: not drinking Michelle Adoro, let me tell you. It's pretty damn good. Got a pound of coffee, espresso, and drip for less than
0: 20 bucks. There, there I it is, tell you man. I, I, don't, I don't know where it is, but I'll find it and put that up because... It's right, it's right, actually right here, at the bottom. I got it right here. No BS. I used the Great Value pod the other day, and it was absolute shit compared to Michelle. Like, literally... I could not finish the and all of y'all have it. I know everybody out there you drink it that donut shop one from Walmart. It it like it I I, I poured it out. I couldn't drink it, man. It's yeah. legit fucking co- it's go get it. Michelle Adoro, baby. Go get it. 10% yeah. off. Yeah, we that's the show.
1: that's the espresso cremoso pods that I've been drinking every day. Yeah, and they're it's good. phenomenal, they're spi- man. Phenomenal. I spilled it
0: all over the the, the keyboard, <laughs> man. I don't And who know, didn't spill? I don't know if it's going to come back on. So I'm trying it's to do okay. I, I
1: got I got the research for you. We good.
0: All right. Uh, where are we at now?
1: We are talking oh, about... No, no no, our no. Spec-
0: no, 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 no. We're playing a game. We're playing a game now. I because was you, get to the Jay game. Rich, have to rank these quarterbacks. Since there are <laughs> I don't no, know how. But... There are no really like other obvious, oh, I'll start this Actually, quarterback. Actually, I do have one that I want to... Okay. I'll throw it to you at the end, but I do have one. Okay. I, go through the, the list, quarterbacks. guys, though. Rank these quarterbacks for this week because I already know... People are going to be like, gosh, should I start this guy over this guy? Should I start Daniel Jones versus the, uh, versus the Jaguars, Kenny Pickett versus the dolphins, Marcus Mariota versus the Bengals, Trevor Lawrence versus the giants, rank them and how you would start these guys. Danny Dimes versus the Jags, Pickett versus the dolphins, Mariota, Bengals, T law giants, rank those four.
1: So I think that I'd have to start with Daniel Jones against the Jags. It just makes the most sense. T law, is a maybe, man. That defense has been really good for the Giants to where I don't necessarily want to target them. Um, It's just, it's a tough situation for T-Law right now. Yes, he did run for touchdowns last week. That's great. Like, you know, that's awesome, but I don't really care about that week to week. I just want to see kind of how this is going to shake out. You look at the Dolphins, they're sixth and fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. Again, they did play Josh Allen. He put up a ton of points on them. So that is a bit of a factor there, but I still don't know if I trust Kenny Pickett. Coming off the concussion, I'm not too concerned, but they do. I am actually kind of excited for Najee Harris. He could have a decent game. I don't mind Mariota against the Bengals. I think if I had to rank them, I'd probably be Jones, Mariota, T-Law, and then Pickett would have to be last versus the Dolphins. I think the matchup is good for Pickett. I just don't know if I trust him. Like Mitch Trubisky came in and looked way better than Pickett against that Bucks defense. So... I think the reality is, is Pickett's maybe just not that ready. Yes, he could run a little bit. I think that he can get Nash involved in this matchup, but I think that it's going to be Jones, then Mariota in kind of comeback mode against the Bengals because they do allow a lot through the air. t versus the Giants, then Pickett versus the Dolphins if I had to rank them. But, Ray, I think, and I genuinely believe this, I think you should start Tua over all of these quarterbacks, even though it's his first game back. Because he's playing the Pittsburgh Steelers, who just get shredded through the air every week. I mean, last week they didn't, but I think that even though, even though we don't trust Tua, we don't know how it's gonna pl- how it's gonna play out. I think that you should just start him if you got him, and you're looking at these guys, like staring these guys down the barrel. I think you just start Tua because he's got the playmakers. You saw last week, Tyree kill well over a hundred yards. Jalen Waddle had a great game. Mike Gesicki two touchdowns. Like. He has the playmakers. The offense is good. All he has to do is deliver the ball, and I think he can do that. Yes, there is fears over him potentially getting hurt again, but I think you have to start Tua no matter what. I think the matchup's way too good to bench him.
0: Yeah, man. Everybody's saying justice for Jay Rich. Everybody's <laughs> glad I spilled my coffee since I got on you for about spilling yours, and I spilled mine all over the fucking place. It's everywhere. It's in the carpet. All right. <laughs> let right.
1: Let's go to the wide receivers, Ray, because you have a wide receiver for me that when I saw it, I was kind of like, uh eh. I don't know, but then I dove into the numbers a little bit and I found some stuff to help support your play beyond what you gave me. But tell me how you feel about
0: Alan Lazard versus Washington yeah, this week. I'm firing them up, man. Three straight games of eight plus targets for Alan Lazard, 90 plus percent snap share, and it's really closer to like 95% snap share for Alan yeah. Lazard over the last three, four games. Washington is sixth in yards allowed per, uh, per game to wide receivers and sixth in fantasy points. Uh, 15.9 yards per But what's that, Pat? What is that? Yards per reception.
1: Yards Yards per per reception reception.
0: since week three. I'm firing up Alan Lazard. I mean, he scored four touchdowns in five games this year. He's Aaron Rodgers' number one target. I think you fire him up with absolute confidence this week as Green Bay needs to get back on the horse, man. They need to get back on the saddle and get it going. And this is a get-right spot in an NFC against an NFC opponent. I think they want to beat down the Washington Commanders this week. We've got a lot of other stuff going on, right? Carson Wentz, hurt. Daniel Snyder about to get removed as owner. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, this is, I'm firing up Alan Lazard everywhere. I mean, he is, I think he could be in for a big game this one. I think Sammy Watkins is able to practice, but I'm not worried about Sammy. Uh Romeo Dobbs will get his looks and his targets, but when it's crunch time, right now Aaron Rodgers has his guy. No Randall Cobb. They're not incorporating Aaron Jones in the receiving game as much as anybody thought. Remember all those Aaron Jones without Devontae Adams splits not coming to fruition this year? I think Alan Lazard is a must-start kind of play this week.
1: Yeah, no, you're 100% right. And you laid out the perfect case. Um, I'm curious to see how this game plays out only because I'm a little bit concerned if it's going to be just a lot of running on both sides. Obviously, Taylor Heineke when not going to do, a, do a lot
0: of running. When do they just do a lot of running? They well,
1: don't. I mean, if if Washington can't really score because they do have Heineke this week, will. is Brian Robinson going to just run it 19 times like they did last week in a kind of an ugly game against Chicago? I'm just curious how this game ultimately plays out because it it could be a little bit weird. And I don't expect a ton of points in this one. Like I mentioned, Heineke coming back. We'll see how he runs the offense, hoping it's a boost for Terry McLaurin because he did target Terry McLaurin at a higher rate than Carson Wentz did, which is shocking, but those are the numbers. Um, And to your point, yeah, they do allow a ton of fantasy points to wide receivers. So I do like that one quite a bit. Your next guy that you had on your list here, I am very interested in this week, Wondell Robinson versus the Jaguars. Your point is he's the best wide receiver they have besides Saquon. And I'm totally with that. I think that he deserves much more love than he's gotten. He needs to run more routes. And the best stat that you can find for this one is that they allow a lot more fantasy points out of the slot than they do out wide. So I think that lends itself to Wandall Robinson being great as well. But talk some more about how you what you've seen from Wandall Robinson so far in his limited action in the NFL.
0: Not much, but he's the best receiver that they have. Like realistically, this is we're getting to the point now again. If you're watching this for the first time and you're thinking Where's we're not we're not gonna talk about starting Jamar Chase. We're not gonna start talking about start your CD Lambs. No shit. You start Jamar. You start T if he's active. You start CD Lamb if you're in a pinch where you got some guys on by and you're looking for a deep starter. I think Wandell Robinson versus the Jags is a good play. You saw him get integrated in that offense a little bit more. He's got the explosiveness. He's a dynamic slot receiver. No Kenny Galladay. No Kadarius Toney once again. It's really Saquon Barkley, Daniel Bellinger, and Slayton to get his customary couple of targets here and there. But this is one where you're shooting for upside. And I think Wandell Robinson presents you that upside. And what was awesome about you know, him getting in the end zone is they targeted him in the red zone. This little old wide yeah. receiver, they gave him a red zone look and he converted for him. So as the Giants continue to move forward, and remember, he was a high second round pick. This is the Brian Dayball's yep. guy. This is his guy. Yep. It, they're five and one. He's healthy. It's time to start getting him ramped up. Let's—we're we're making a playoff push. We got—if we're not going to have Galladay and we're not going to have Kadarius Tony, these are the moments in which we need to start getting these young guys the ball. And I think this could be a little mini breakout game for Wondell Robinson this week.
1: Yeah, man, 100%. I think, to your point, it's they need somebody. And it's been every week they're trying to find somebody to integrate into this offense so they have legitimate weapons in the receiving core, and they just haven't been able to figure that out. And they're still 5-1. But Wondell's going to have to be the guy. I don't even know where they could pick up another wide receiver at this point. There's just no hope. For them outside of Wandell Robinson. But to your point, yeah, Dayball picked him, drafted him, super dynamic out of Kentucky, obviously showing that already in the NFL, especially the shiftiness in the red zone already showing itself. So definitely like that pick a lot. Um, I'm gonna talk about my start of the week at wide receiver. It's Alec Pierce, you know, stacking him with Matt Ryan. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, you have you have to go back to Alec Pierce now. Again, Tennessee allowing 209 receiving yards per game to the wide receiver position. So two-thirds of the yards that they allow are to the wide receiver position. And then Michael Pittman can eat along with Alec Pierce. Now, the only thing that's a little bit concerning is that he ran the third most routes at wide receiver last week. He ran 39, Paris Campbell ran 55, Pittman ran 56. But the bigger thing is that they allow more points out wide than they do in the slot. So in the slot, actually, they are about middle of the pack But out wide, they've been allowing the most fantasy points every week. So that's the big thing here is that they allow points out wide, lends itself to more Pittman and more Alec Pierce. And I believe that uh, our boy Jordan Vanek from the 33rd team talked about how they're getting absolutely shredded on goes and post routes recently. And again, more deep routes that Alec Pierce tends to run in this offense. So again, lending himself to more overs for him and less for Paris Campbell. But I think all three of those guys, you know, I didn't even mention Paris Campbell. Talking about running almost yeah. every route last week. Another guy you can start with confidence because he will probably get work out of the slot. Just I think that Alec Pierce has a slightly better matchup out wide than in the slot for um, what is it for Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. But do you want to talk about your boy Robert Woods because yeah, you talked about him as kind of a run back play yeah, in this game stack? Let's
0: just talk about because if if the it's a correlated game theory sort of play, right? Yeah. If the theory is Matt Ryan's going to throw for three hundred yards, Michael Pittman's going to have a good game, Alec Pierce is going to have a good game. That means Tennessee's gonna have to throw the ball. Coming off of a bye, Robert Woods is the number one receiver. Now, Jay, I've not seen if Traylon Burks is in or out this week. When I was setting lineups, I saw, him back. I saw he saw I saw some projections next to him. So I was like, well, maybe he's practicing. I haven't seen anything about Burks. Now, the, he's that he is their only wide receiver that they have, legitimately, for Tennessee. It's it's Robert Woods. Yeah, he's uh, still Nick, on IR. He's right? still on IR. Nick westbrook yeah. akine So, but the, the problem with Woods, and this is why he would be lower on my list, is he's probably going to be matched up against Mar- uh, uh, Stephon Gilmore. So it's a very tough defensive matchup for yeah. Bobby Trees in his last game. He did have eight targets, four receptions, thirty-seven yards, eighty percent snap share. So again, it's it's just one of those things where if you're in a pinch, right, and you're thinking about, I don't I don't know I don't know who they have, right? Like I don't know who to start. I'm down to Noah Brown. I'm down to, you know, yeah. I had AJ Brown and he's out on bye. I had Diggs, he's on bye. I had this guy there on bye and I don't have anybody else. I think Robert Woods is a desperation play. You can throw him out there, but it's a tough matchup. But if the theory is Indy's going to put up a lot of points, they're not just going to be able to Derrick Henry you to death and win that game. So Robert yeah. Woods will have to get some targets, but uh, uh, on the pantheon or the order that which we talked about him he would be the last guy that at the I bottom feel. yeah I, i'd feel much better about lazard Pierce, and even Wandell robinson in this matchup yeah. over robert woods running backs there wasn't a lot out there jay uh my running back not so obvious start of the week he's back he's been practicing in full for a team that needs to get it together man they're just <laughs> they're just kind of out of sync man and it's there's no consistency at the running back position literally over the last three years. There's been no consistency at running back. Right now, they're the best tight end in football or second best tight end in football. He's not practicing. We don't know what's going on with the knee. They're getting their wide receiver back. But it's Justice Hill from the Baltimore Ravens. I think the Ravens need to get back to running the ball. And it's tough when it's J.K. Dobbins in for a couple of plays, and then it's Kenyon Drake, and now it's Justice Hill, and then we're going to throw in this other random running back. So I think Justice Hill, again, a desperation RB play. Let me ask you this. Who would you have more confidence in this week, Deontay Foreman or Justice Hill?
1: I think it's Deontay Foreman, honestly. Okay.
0: Um, He's gonna get the work. I so, have more confidence he, in Justice Hill. He's number one in, in forced missed tackles per attempt, fourteen in, yeah. in the NFL, and yards uh, uh, yards after contact. The Browns are the number one fantasy uh, number one in fantasy points allowed to running backs since week three and number three overall in the year. i feel I want the better offense. Like if you take Foreman, you're that is just you're banking on a touchdown because Philip Walker, yeah. if he starts at quarterback. He's got the lowest—it's not as low as, as Justin Fields had a couple of weeks ago, but the books and prize picks have him at 155 passing yards. So if you're starting Foreman, you are truly just banking on him falling in the end zone. I'd rather bank on the better offense against a worse team against the run. He's got They got Tampa Bay. Jay, you want to play yeah, Foreman I know. against Tampa I know. Bay over Justin Hill so, in this matchup?
1: So, so you're 100% right. You want to start the starting running back for the Baltimore Ravens against the league worst Cleveland Browns. The problem is we don't know who that guy is. And that's, that's not the only reason why starting Justice Hill is a little bit tougher than it should be. I'm with you. He's got all the numbers to support the fact that he should be the guy, especially if JK Dobbins can't go. There is a potential for Gus Edwards coming back. His window to return to play is this Sunday or next Thursday, because I have Thursday night football next week. So he's got to return in one of these two windows, so he'll definitely be back for Thursday Night Football. But at the end of the day, we also still have Kenyon Drake, who did look good last week. I'm not trying to say he deserves all these targets, but he did look good, so he may work into this offense as well. So I think to your point about J- about um, Justice Hill, totally with you that he should be the guy. But if he's not, and he's splitting carries with two, potentially three running backs, that's where that upside is very difficult to project, especially when you talk about he's very much touchdown or bust at that point, right? Like as much as you want him to be the guy, he's pretty much touchdown or bust if he's only getting 10 10 rushes. And that's what we've seen from JK Dobbins this year. If he doesn't score, he's not great for you this season. That's kind of the problem with Justice Hill. But in a week where you're missing, you know, a bunch of top running backs, you got to start somebody, and I think you could do a lot worse than Justice Hill. My start of the week is just, it's it's very chalky and I yeah, don't love I it. But I couldn't start. find no, anybody it's a good else. Start.
0: It's fine. It's fine. I like the it. The thing
1: is that people need to understand is like, this is not just a good spot. It's a smash spot. You want to start everybody, everybody for the Dallas Cowboys this everybody. week. You want to start Michael Gallup and we didn't even talk about him. The only reason why is we don't know how involved he will be. Right. And the reason why I'm not starting Michael Gallup necessarily is because we will see a heavy dose of the running game. You are starting Zeke Elliott, and more importantly, you are starting Tony Pollard, who leads the NFL in yards after contact per attempt, 4.1, with a minimum of 20 snaps per game. But he's 53rd in yards before contact per attempt. But again, they're playing the Detroit Lions this week, the worst team in football against the running back all season long. He also has a 33.3% target per route run, which is fifth best in the NFL since week two, well, since Dak got injured, right? So I think there's a lot of good things coming for Pollard this week. We've seen him rip off a ton of big runs he gets a lot of yards after contact he's a great player and against the Lions this week with that coming off of injury I'm hoping they just do the smart thing lean on the running game and let both those two guys cook I would be starting Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard with full confidence this week regardless of league type I think Tony Pollard you have to start him
0: Jay they got his fantasy score on prize picks at nine and they don't have anything else up it's interesting because they took some stuff off because I think I took some Tony Pollard yesterday and then they pulled some Pollard lines, or maybe they didn't have them up. They've got Zeke at sixty-seven yards. I'm with you. I'm starting all of them. I'm starting Zeke, Pollard, Ceedee Lamb, No Dalton Schultz. Would you start? Would Do you, you not, start Dak this week? Absolutely, fucking right. Okay. Well, if if you, who are you benching him for? You know who would don't you don't know? I'm just. No. I, I don't think he's. A, I don't up. think he's a guarantee. Fire him. him up. A guarantee. That's the guarantee. Only guarantee. Thing. I don't think he's a guarantee. Guarantee. Fire got Dak guarantee? Prescott up. Guarantee. <laughs> If he shifts the bed versus this defense, there are bigger problems. Fire him up with one. He should
1: get the touchdowns. It's the yards that Fire I don't know him if he gets up. those, right?
0: Fire him up. Because that Dallas do defense not is so good. Don't do this, people. Don't overthink it. Fire him up. He's fine. Fire him up. Uh, go to the uh, go to the tight ends. Go. Let's finish out with some tight ends, oh, man. Tight ends are oh, gross, Real man. quick. Oh. Damian Harris reportedly back this week. What's that mean for the yeah. right now? What's that mean for oh, the Rhino? I mean, it means he's in trouble, but we'll see how it
1: ultimately plays out. He is back, like you mentioned. Um, but they Chad play Chicago. They love so him. I don't really I don't really want to start like if they're both back and both it's gonna play, Monday, I don't really want to start them. Yeah, Monday night versus Chicago, it should it should be ugly too, because apparently the weather's gonna be really bad. So there could be a lot of running, but we'll see how much usage both these guys get. I still think you gotta play. Um, what is it? Ramondre Stevenson, but oh, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah, that yeah, he's yeah, necessarily no. gonna have yes. a massive ceiling like he did in previous weeks. That's so. the only concern there. Harris being back. If he's if Harris even starts, like don't even get me started, but that's Bell
0: hey, Chang. Belich- <laughs> hey, remember I told you my heat wasn't working on Wednesday. Yeah, did you get it fixed? Yeah, I got it fixed. You know what it was? What? A mud dauber had built a nest in the damn like dock the ducks to like mud dauber. Yeah, that? you don't know what a mud dauber is? No, we don't have those up here. It looks like a, it's like a, it's a, like a wasp. Oh yeah. Damn. No, thank you. Yeah. Okay.
1: Let's talk some tight ends. Okay. Uh, Ray, I got two for you. They are both disgusting and I'm not, not a big fan of them. Hayden Hurst versus the Atlanta Falcons this week. It's gross, but he has, they are allowing the second most targets and receptions to the tight ends this season. He's third in routes run per game, which. Shocked the hell out of me. Higher than Mark Andrews, only behind Zach Ertz and Kelsey, but he is twelfth in the past two weeks. So his routes did go down. He ran a lot of routes in the first two weeks, not as many since. But even still, it's only about a difference of about three routes run per game. He's around twenty-seven routes run. His target share is a little bit lower, but again, I think knowing that Atlanta does allow a lot to the tight end, he may see a little bit more in this in this one. People are talking about another hurt, another Hurst revenge game.
0: Maybe, another maybe, right? <laughs> I could have said wasp. <laughs> a wasp all right people y'all know what fucking mud daubers are stop who i'm okay i mean i don't know man i don't know what a mud dauber is
1: but now i do so i'm learning new things and then gerald everett is the other tight end start of the week he is not seeing the ball that much unfortunately i don't know why justin herbert isn't looking his way but this week they play seattle who have got crushed by tight ends all year kyle pitt's best game of the season TJ Hawkinson, Ross Dwelly shredded them. Taysom Hill just went off for four touchdowns against them. And Zach Ertz last week, seven receptions for 70 yards. I think it's a smash spot for Gerald Everett. Hopefully he gets the ball. If you have no other options, I think you could do a lot worse. Gerald Everett versus the league-worst Seattle defense. I think he can smash in this one. We'll see about Keenan Allen. Is he going to come back? I mean, I don't know. He might come back. May not come back. It seems like he's been out for a long time. Maybe he comes back. But I still think Gerald Everett is in a great spot this week versus Seattle. So I think he Ray, are
0: you okay over there? I'm just, Are you are you everybody are you in the okay? chat, y'all are stupid, man? I hate y'all. <laughs> They're just going off about this mud thing, man. It's I'm not a good to, day for you. In I'm the trying chat, to, man. I'm trying to have a real conversation about these damn shitty tight ends you're talking about. You're providing great analysis, Jordan. I'm sorry, man. I'm just derailing okay. the show today. Go ahead, man. You're you're doing a great yeah. job. Who starting? Show? <laughs> Thank, <Hey> you. Nurse. <laughs> Thank you. Thank hey you. Hayden Hurst and Gerald Everett. We are starting this week. All right. And I
1: also I also like Evan Ingram too, but I, he's a little bit higher owned guy. But I think Evan Ingram is a guy you can start. Are you okay? Are you? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we? Are we bike? Are we back?
0: It's, it's 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 off the it's off the rails, man. I don't know why it got so derailed, and my face looks super shiny. Great starts. Great, absolutely. Fire up Hayden Hurst. Fire up Gerald Everett. Uh, no,
1: we're not playing Dalton Schultz this week. No, we don't trust not, him.
0: Who keeps asking about Dalton Schultz? No, Matthew Scutafro. He no, also asked about Patrick there Mahomes. Somebody this week. else asked about Dalton Schultz. It's he not, just asked right now. No, no. Somebody can we, else. Can we start MD Dauber? Can we start him this Come week? Come on, man. Y'all are y'all are out of your uh, y'all are wild. Um, yeah. There you go. Those are the tight end not so obvious starts of the week. I do not play Dalton Schultz this week. The dude's PCL is messed up. He's getting hurt in walkthroughs. Yeah. Don't get cute and throw Jake Elliott or Peyton Hendershot in there either. Don't don't do that. Not this week. Don't don't do that. Now let me ask you this one, Jay. This is a this is one. If Mark Andrews is out. Josh Oliver or Isaiah Likely? Because I know everyone wants to say Likely. Which one am I starting? But, but it yeah, seems like I'll, I'm just, if you're down and dirty, if you faded tight end yeah. and you're down and dirty, you had if you had Mark Andrews, like here's the thing. If you had Andrews, that means you probably faded the shit out of tight ends in your draft, right? Just faded them completely. So there are, you don't have the Jokus. You got to go grab somebody off of waivers. Would you rather take Oliver or Likely? For me, it's Oliver. Oliver is where I'm at. If, if I, I had guess, Andrews, yeah. and I, it would be Josh Oliver.
1: K. Mm-hmm. Otten. I, I think you can take your pick. I mean, the Browns are still really good against the tight okay. end, so it's not like it's a smash spot, anyways. They're twenty third in the NFL it's, and it's fancy allowed, in fantasy points allowed. So
0: it's that's what Lamar Jackson likes to target, right? Are the tight ends? Yeah. It's the tight end position. So if Andrews is out and you're trying to predict the the one for one replacement,
1: I think it. I think it's probably likely. Hasn't he ran more routes than? Let me quickly see who's run more routes, but I'm pretty uh, I sure... Think,
0: I don't think so. I don't think so. I... Uh, maybe, I, maybe, maybe you're right. Over the past two weeks... Over the past two weeks, no. It's been Josh Oliver over the last two weeks. It's okay. been Oliver. More snapshare, okay. more routes. It's been Oliver over the last two weeks. So just throwing that out there for those of you who have Mark Andrews. And hopefully we get the practice report today, and Mark Andrews is fine. But just... Throwing that out there in case he's not playing, right? Just in case, Mm -hmm. just in case. Yeah, yeah. yeah, All right, Jay. All right, good show, man. Starts Starts of the week, Christian McCaffrey. Starts of the week. No, don't start. They say he's gonna play a couple of snaps, but this might be the last. The last. Would you start him this week? CMC? No. No. Okay. No. Okay. Not this week. Not this week. Would you?
1: (sighs) It's hard not to start him because you think about like they have to. They're going to get him involved for sure, right? Even if he only plays a few snaps, but then in the goal line, do they use? And that's, that's the question that we have no idea, but Jeff Wilson has been pretty good. Then they do play Kansas city. So the only actually Ray, I think you do start him because like you start who he's the CMC McCaffrey. He's the best pass catching running back. They have, even if he's only been there for three days. And so if they're down to Kansas city, you have to imagine he's in the backfield catching passes like you just who else is going to do that job? Mm-hmm. And Kansas City is the worst defense against pass catching running backs. It's, it's one of those things where I was looking at the matchup. I was like, well, who do I start from San Francisco? Like who's going to exploit this matchup? Because it's so clear and obvious. Maybe it's Debo, but I don't know, man. It's tough. It's I, I want to start him, but
0: uh, maybe I can't start. him. Maybe you're right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I just this is a good this is what I said. Said follow your rule. Would you be able to live with yourself if you bench him and he goes off? Yeah, sure. I Look at Ike.
1: I think this written wisdom. <laughs> what you break this week? Well, this week is the exception. Well, I of mean, the, the only rule. reason That's I would true. be
0: no, the only reason I would be okay with it is because he just he's got one day to pick it up, right? Like if he picks up the offense and they throw him out there to get him a, the requisite, we're talking Christian McCaffrey, the requisite yeah. touches to have a monster fantasy day. Then shit. You just missed that one. But I if if I have a better option for the week, not long term, not a better option than CMC for the entire season, but a weekly like, would you feel more confident? Let's do this. Tony Pollard or CMC this week? Tony Pollard.
1: But I the matchup is really good. Well, that's what I'm
0: saying. If you've got one of those guys, are you benching Tony Pollard for Christian McCaffrey? Ramondre Stevenson this week or Christian McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey. Over Ramondre.
1: I don't even think it's close. Yeah. I I genuinely don't think it's close. Okay. okay. Um, Like we've talked about how Kansas City is really good against the running game. So they may actually do a good job stopping Jeff Wilson. It literally just depends on can he get those valuable touches that Kansas City allows every week versus pass catching running backs. And if he can go out there and run an angle route or an option route on every play – Cool. Then he's gonna then he's gonna feast, right? Yeah. So that's that's the problem.
0: Travis Etienne, James Robinson combo or Christian McCaffrey this week?
1: I'm starting Travis Etienne. I think he's gonna be really good, but it's gonna be a tough matchup for him. But he's been getting the work. He's been getting the usage. He's another guy, top ten, I believe, in yards after contact on the year. Um, so you just have to hope he can break up another big one versus the Giants. You have been good against the run, but I I trust Etienne to get the work. Okay, I give you a couple
0: more. B Rob or CMC? CMC.
1: I don't, I don't trust B Rob at all.
0: The Melvin Gordons. Now he's the starting running back or CMC <laughs> CMC. Okay. Najee versus Miami or CMC. Oh, it sounds terrible
1: to say Najee, but I think it is Najee. Like I, I genuinely, I don't want to say like, oh, you have to start Najee because he's, he's Najee Harris. You're probably starting him anyways, but it's like, he's, he does have a good matchup this week. If you look into it, the number support that he should have a good week. Damian I think Pierce. that Pickett needs to get him the ball. Yeah, Damian sorry, Pierce sorry, for yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead.
0: Pickett needs to get yeah. Najee the ball. That's what's yeah. that's not under, maddening. Why are they not using him in the receipt? Neither, yeah. Because he's not running that many routes. He's yeah.
1: legitimately He's splitting routes around with Jalen Warren. And that's, that's the problem is that he's not getting that workhorse role. But I still think it is a good matchup. Like Miami still does allow a lot on the ground. And I still think they, and they do allow a lot in the receiving game. So I wouldn't quite bench Najee for CMC. Cause to your point, like Najee's still going to get some work and we don't know what CMC is going to get, but I do think that CMC, you, you probably can start him over quite a few guys this week. And if heaven forbid, he does get that pass catching role right out of the gate, he's going to smash. I don't think like, it, he's they smash.
0: traded all of that. Jay, my, just my thinking, you can't, don't even F around, just give him all the work. Let's look at, yeah. Let's look at McCaffrey's rest of the season schedule before we get out of here. It's got the Rams, the Chargers, Cardinals, Saints, Dolphins, Bucks, Seahawks, Commanders, Raiders, Cardinals. And I think the Raiders game would be Week 7. When are Fantasy Championships? Week 17? Usually Week 17, yeah. Versus the Raiders. So when he you the Chargers, what, in two weeks? Three weeks. This he's got. He's got three ga- Two weeks. Two games before the Chargers. So three weeks. That November that 14. game
1: he's gonna go the fuck off because the Chargers are terrible versus the running back. So if he's got two weeks to prepare for that game, prepare. That's your sell window. After Christian McCaffrey plays the Chargers, if you need to sell him off your roster, that's the time to do it because he's and gonna go off. If you want
0: to hold game. him and just reap the benefit of having a Marshall falk level player in fantasy. I think you're just fine. I can't wait to see this offense with Trey Lance back. Can't wait to see this offense with Trey Lance back. So there it is. Your not-so-obvious starts of the week. Christian McCaffrey news, a recap of the Thursday night game. And really quickly, let me just look at the college slate, man. People say we just don't give enough love to college. We will. I promise you. There will be a moment in time where we don't ever talk about the NFL. Syracuse-Clemson, big game at 11 a.m. Sean Tucker versus DJU and company. Tap into that one. Ole Miss LSU, 2.30 p.m. on CBS. Kayshawn Boutte versus Zach Evans. Tap in. UCLA-Oregon, 9 versus 10. That should be a great game with yeah. Zach Charbonnet, one of the top running backs in the 23 class. You got Troy Franklin on the other side for Oregon. Texas-Oklahoma State, Big 12 showdown. Bijan Robinson, Xavier Worthy, Quinn Ewers should be a great matchup. Bama versus Mississippi State. Let's see if Bama can can right the ship after the loss last week. Bryce Young, Jameer (laughs) Gibbs, we know all of that. TCU versus Kansas State should be a good matchup as well at 7 p.m. on FS1. Let me see if there are any other big games that kind of jump out to me. Let me go to the SEC. Tennessee's not playing anybody. Are you interested in uh, Ohio State versus Iowa? (laughs) Not really. So Ohio State can just go out there and roll them. Uh, Not not. Not really. I'm not not much interested in that. I'm glad it comes on early and it's not in the primetime window. Thank goodness. Um, that's that's really about it as far as like looking ahead. All for the dynasty. good ranked teams and like, stuff. Yeah, yeah, just and this is just a quick scan. Looking ahead, dynasty. Let me look at the Big Twelve real quick. Yeah, Baylor, Kansas. No one cares. No <laughs> nobody cares about that game. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much it as far as the big games. Those are the big dogs yeah. we have. Got a couple of teams on on by they get the week off but there you go make sure you what's up joe my girl joe what's up joe how you doing girl uh make sure y'all tap in on sunday what, what happened what did i miss
1: no i'm just laughing at joe b rob is just a nice story still still even in week Somebody, seven defending antonio
0: asked am i going to be on the start sit stream again maybe i might i might jump on there we do have one super chat let's get to this one 12 team super flex contending acquired jt for 223 first nice should I fork over AJ Dillon, Calvin Ridley, and a 24 first for the 103 of this year's draft for Bijan Robinson? Would you trade AJ Dillon, Calvin Ridley, and a 24 first to get Bijan? Yes.
1: If you get Bijan, I think that's the. If that, you're yeah, getting I, Bijan, I, then yeah. But I'm not I'm not the person who's out here trading on hope of getting Bijan. If it's maybe 102. Maybe
0: something we don't. Maybe he's got the, the two picks locked up ahead of him, or he knows yeah. they're going to take quarterbacks. But if you know that's going to be. Uh, Bijan Robinson? Yes, I would trade a 24 first Calvin Ridley and AJ Dillon for Bijan Robinson. No problem. Yeah. No issues. None whatsoever. All right. Stay tapped in, man. Y'all have fun this weekend. We got NBA props coming out, college football props over on Prize Picks, NFL props for Sunday. And uh, all that good stuff. So it was a good week, Jay. Good show, man. Good yep. show, Jay. Felt yep. good. Check the newsletter. Okay.
1: That dropped. It newsletter. Ch- link in the description for that. Go get yourself some fresh coffee. Yep, go get yourself Look, we some don't, We don't even need to
0: endorse the coffee. The people are telling the you. People, go get the people. We don't gotta coffee. do it no more. They told you it's good. It's way better than that donut shop from, from that great value brand that I used to buy. So good stuff, man. Great week of shows. I just, I just love yep. talking to the people, man. But it's time to go. We out of here. Enjoy the weekend. Make sure y'all wake up on Monday with me and Jay. We out. Peace. That access. Make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content. And if you want to get in on that action, use the promo code wake up over on prize picks for 100% deposit match up to $100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the Mojo YouTube channel. Myself and Jay Rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on Mojo.